Welcome, Pathfinders, to the Find the Path podcast, actual play of the Mummy's Mask Adventure Path. I was about to say, did you forget? Yeah, because that sounded like <laughs> what we forgot. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, episode 80. Oh, you, you knew the number. that? Wow. Yeah. Is it because you saw me write it down earlier? Did you peek? Uh, no, it's because I, I was editing episode 79. So <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a little aware. We're back again. It's, uh, it's a little quiet in here. Well, half our party is uh, stoned. Yes, yes uh, I've turned off Justin Jordan's microphones and required that they sit perfectly still. No, it's called uh, acting? acting. They're not here. <laughs> it's called method. <laughs> anyway. I don't think Jess could sit perfectly still for like an hour if you paid her. So I, I, I think it's funny that Jess you're... Than Jordan. Yeah, I was going to say, I give, I give more odds to Jess than Jordan. Faux <laughs> show. Yeah. Jordan can't, I don't know, he would giggle. He, he would not be able to help himself. Even if he sat perfectly still, you'd hear him going in the back going, <laughs> Exactly like that. <laughs> Maybe not quite high pitch, but he definitely has his weird little little cackle he does. I'll go in and post and add some bass to that. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, half of the doorkeepers last week said, well, I was supposed to recap. Last week, the party came face to face with the red woman. Yeah, she's totally a Medusa. Uh, who's totally a Medusa? Yeah. <laughs> I don't use the word totally enough. That's Probably because it sounds very valley girl. And also very sure. 90s. I was going to say, you just said totally a Medusa. <laughs> was, yeah, but it's different when I do oh, it. I it's, it's weird when you do it. I don't yes. like it. It's all about exactly. the tone, too, because if it's like, it's totally a Medusa, that's one thing. But you say it's totally a Medusa. Yeah, see, there you go. It's different. Does, does it sound like that? Anyway. For a brief second, For a brief yes. second, yeah. Oh, you had I the see. little little intonation have, there. Mm. Yeah, I did the head shake, too. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you had been forced to fight against Medusa. I still don't... Actually, no, you eventually did get her name. Yeah, because she introduced herself to Kelru. <laughs> or no, not to Kelru, to um, uh, Kabek. Lots of K names in this place. Now, that's your own doing. The S names was our fault. The K names are your fault. They're right out of the book. Okay, then they're Pathfinder's <laughs> fault. But we had nothing to do with that one. <laughs> You had engaged in a fight with the Medusa Dejebit. She had, uh, let's see, petrified Hollis on the first round of combat that Hollis has ever had before she could even take an action other than to make a knowledge check to identify it. Yeah, Jess was pretty sad about that. Which was kind of <laughs> sad. Didn't petrify the chicken, so there's that, that at least. I know, I got sugar with me. Sudi, I, I believe Jordan's exact words is, Sudi's going to do what Sudi always does. Get petrified? And then run forward. And, <laughs> I was going to say, fella fortitude say. <laughs> but... God, it's lucky that guy's immune to disease now. It is kind of uh, funny, though, that anytime Sudi is, manages to pull off something incredibly heroic, no one is around. It's true. And then, like, he'll occasionally, you know, get lucky here and there because of his little cat power. But whenever he, like, fully attempts, like, yeah, I've got the confidence, I'm going to do this. And then it always just falls flat. And you feel a little bad for Jordan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So those two were petrified. Yep. Uh, the fight continued for some time. You guys were actually doing half decent. I think um, we could have taken her once Citra got into the flank. Yeah. I, I'm going to let you in on something. And that's that that would not have happened. Really? Medusas can see through all their snake heads oh and have all around God. vision. They cannot be flanked. <laughs> that sucks. I wasn't going to tell you guys that because no one made any knowledge checks. It's been a long time since I fought a Medusa. Yeah, Medusas are awesome though. Uh, to be fair, they're a little they're a little bit of glass cannons that they have a really powerful ability. They I don't I remember them not having very many hit points. Yeah. I was like, if we can get to her and not be petrified, we can take her. It's yeah, like she getting... can't really do a whole bunch of damage. The poison's okay, yeah. but it's not extraordinarily powerful. 
Yeah, I was going to say, because I think on Uris, you got bit once or twice, right? Yeah, but she was only yeah. doing like a point of damage. Yeah. I think, yes, on Uris has a Nick right now. <laughs> that does remind me, on Uris, we'll need to make another fortitude safe. No, I'm joking. Don't worry about it. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Y'all can't see the look I gave Rick just now. <laughs> they could feel it. Yep. They could feel it. I think it was about four or three, four rounds into the uh, the encounter. She uh, must have Kabek. finally rolled a one. Yeah, Kabek in the background <laughs> is throwing uh, char monsters around left and right and center until one of them finally it's actually such, took effect. It's such an odd spell to have, though. It makes me wonder. I'm like, what shenanigans did you get into that you decided, yeah, charm monster needs to be one of the few spells that I learn. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's a pretty useful spell for a noble. How many monsters do nobles come across? Well, char, the charm charm monster works on anybody. Yeah, because charm person only works on humanoids, and charm monster will let it do other uh, humanoids and every other yeah. subtype. Oh, so it still okay, works on people too. That makes a little bit more sense. Still yeah. an odd one to, for him to have. Yeah. Following that, you'd had a, a brief discussion on your side. Yeah. Wanted to kill the charmed Medusa. I'm lawful neutral. And she's evil and turned my friends to stone and is after an ancient artifact of some magnitude that can control a river. I don't feel like that was out of my wheelhouse to suggest that, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> but instead, you had a uh, you decided, one, you could not carry the statues of your compatriots back out of here because I they mean, I don't want to drop them. Yeah. <laughs> Sudi would wake up with. But like missing a hand instead of an eye. I thought you were going to say you'd wake up like with a little bobcat tail. Aww. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, Jordan. <laughs> oh no, my sense of balance. Yeah. Uh, okay. The party had then exited, made your way back to the surface, had a brief conversation with Keller, who seemed seemed uh, legitimately concerned about Sudi. Sudi, yeah. I don't know how much he cares for the rest of us. No, but Sudi was people. nice to him. That's I mean, true. I did stab. Wait, did I stab him or did I, I stab Valeriana? I think you stabbed everyone. I think I probably just stabbed everyone. You then left there. Kabek had left, taking the Medusa and the uh, the hopes of changing her her mind and view. Yeah, I really don't think this is going to end well. But yeah, you're just going to show up to his place, being like, "Hey, I thought you were going to." Oh, he's a statue. <laughs> <laughs> It's possible. He, it's, yeah. I think he made that bed. He can lie in it. I think he's just a good person that doesn't want to, you know, murder the person who's pretty Charmed. much brainwashed right yeah. now. Yeah. And I get that. But also, dude, <laughs> you know? it's, it's a little dangerous, but I don't think we were going to convince him otherwise. No. And I think he thinks we're crazy now. So Who probably. <laughs> but I mean, he did agree to show back up and help you continue your research although you're having to put that somewhat on hold because you need to go and try to figure out a way to unpetrify two of your companions. Onuris tried to yeah. go talk to Mom and Afra. We're yep. gonna, we'll have to get his name added to that writ otherwise we don't have Hollis with us to convince the daemon to let him through so Yeah. But you'd gone to go speak with Mom and Afra though you've been informed that she was not available. Milk bath. Milk bath, yes. Her goat milk bath, her nightly ritual, uh, had already begun, and therefore she could not entertain visitors at this time. And so you left, resolved to return back tomorrow and uh, either convince her to aid you or scrape together enough gold pieces to... We have enough to wake up one, I think. And then Sudi has a pocket full of... I was going to say pocket full of sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> he has a pocket full of cash that we're going to force him to buy another scroll so we can make all this. Yes, kill thyself, monk. So as we begin, 
The two of you navigate your way back through the city streets. There's technically four of us. They're, they're, they're having their own conversation off to yeah, the side. Yeah, they're doing their own. Well, yeah, we already role-played the <laughs> conversation. Oh, yep. my God. Pack, <laughs> pack. Yep. You make your way back to the end of the desert winds. Suppose make your way inside, nod to the, uh, the gentleman working the counter. One of you needs to mark off seven gold pieces. I thought we already did for today. No, I've been doing it at the end of the day. I thought I already did, because I already marked off seven. Because it was... Well, I've been here like two days. On yours, paid one, and then I paid one. Sudi paid some at some point, too. Yeah. We have not been here three days. Yeah, Heather has a timeline. It's How many days have we been in Tefu? Uh, Penny-pinching over here, because Sudi has all the dang money. <laughs> <laughs> we got there the 12th. The 13th, you went to the library for the first time and looked around the public records. Yes. Then the 14th was the Hall of Knowledge. Mm-hmm. The 15th's where we met Mom and Afra. Mm, dang, I guess it is. And then today was the 6th. It's going into the 17th. Yeah. So it would have been somebody else's turn, but now it's back on us because somebody well, had Hollis, to go get petrified. And Hollis in, doesn't have any money anyway. In their defense, they aren't using the end room tonight. That does not make me feel any better. <laughs> yeah, I still have to pay my seven gold. Yeah, but they're getting free room at the bottom of the spiral archive. They got a daemon and an invisible stalker to keep them company. You show back up down there and someone's just put like a bowl in Sudi's arms and made him a birdbath. I'm not going to lie. Citra is probably going to find some like makeup or something and draw all over Sudi before he wakes up just because it's going to be funny. <laughs> I don't know if on yours would let you do that. At least give her a mustache. Come on, let her at least do that. <laughs> <laughs> Or, oh my god, we'll give him like some angry bird eyebrows. <laughs> Rachel's having too much fun with this. Oh, that'd be great. He would do the same thing to me. He would. No, we'll see. <laughs> Remember, he's the 16-year-old of the party. Or is he 17? He's lawful neutral. Exactly. He's got that neutral part of him. There's oh, nothing against the law of drawing on a statue. So if I was a statue, he would totally draw on me. Yes, loophole. You return, you make your way into the inn. You pay your seven gold pieces. I suppose you uh, you scrape together some food. I thought food was included with the Breakfast seven gold is pieces. Breakfast included, not. Yep. So one meal this is included, is a scam. not two. We yep. probably could have gone to my parents' house and been like, "Feed us." <laughs> It'll be five silver pieces each. Freaking bullcrap! Citra <laughs> really wants to haggle this because she thinks this is bullcrap. This is a this is not a haggling establishment, ma'am. Everything is a haggling establishment if you try hard enough. Just will check this because I actually <laughs> want to get this. Uh... I feel like five silver pieces is a lot for dinner unless it's like a really good meal. It is a really good meal. This is kind of the nicest inn in town. God, why are we staying here? Because this is where Neef took us. <laughs> I blame Neef. Yes, they will give you two copper pieces for the chicken, though. Um, no. I just wanted to double check and see how much a chicken was worth, and it's apparently two copper pieces. Uh, Citric gets very defensive about this and <laughs> glares I'm just joking. Daggers. They're not interested in your chicken. It's almost an entirely fish-based restaurant. Delicious They, have, they fish. had lamb the other night. I think they do have lamb. They might have some goat, too. When is it Falto's turn to pay for the flippin' in-room? I guess after yours? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Has he had any income coming in anyway? Because <laughs> he wasn't exactly adventuring with us in the necropolis. No. He's got some income coming in on the side. He's got his own things he's doing. He says he has his own adventures. He lives a full life when you're not around. That's true. Eventually, however, the rakish robe does return. He makes his way in, gives a smile and a nod to the barkeep, tosses a few coins on the table, comes over. Probably makes all of you a little sad as he walks over with like five beers held between <laughs> his hands. 
kind of looks around. It's been a day. Oh, well, it looks like that. So you didn't Hollis retire early? He flops down in one of the chairs, sliding a beer over towards each of you. Not exactly. They were petrified. They turned to stone. Okay, so that does mean the same thing that I thought it meant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We ran into a Medusa when we were in the library today. Medusa. Oh, right. So you fought her using your uh, silvered hand mirror. Our what? Yeah, like one of these. He kind of digs around through his belt pouch. He pulls out like a small little mirror. What Use it to check around corners. You can look under doors. You can fight Medusas. Well, we didn't know she was a Medusa until it was too late. Wow. I can't say I've ever fought a Medusa, but I, I fought a cockatrice once. A what? Yeah, it's uh, apparently if a chicken lays an egg and then the egg is hatched by a snake, it makes a cockatrice. And then they can petrify you with their spit. Onurus looks at sugar. Burp, burp. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> I've never heard of one of those before. Yeah, it didn't petrify. Well, it did bite. I was traveling with this guy. He's a pretty great guy. His name was Lean. It, it bit him in the leg and kind of petrified about like half of his leg. But oh. then it went away after a little while. So I'm going to guess Sudi's just going to get better. No. Not without magical intervention. Oh. You don't happen to have a few thousand gold on you, do you? No. <laughs> Worth a shot. I do have a treasure map. Treasure map? Mm-hmm. Where on earth did you get a treasure map? Well, there was this guy that was selling a variety of different maps. And uh, for any maps that you purchase of the surrounding region in the desert, he throws in a treasure map. Yeah, it probably isn't a treasure map I thought you taught him about all of this back in Wati. I didn't get around to the treasure map part, apparently. Well, I don't think it's actually legit treasure map. Oh, good. (laughs) I mean, the actual map that I got, he pulls out a map of the surrounding region and rolls it out across the table, filled with a variety of different notes and scrawled into the margins. I mean, this is an actual map. The treasure map was just kind of an added bonus. I figure eventually, once I'm old and retired, I'm going to have a nice, like, study somewhere. Just to hang it up? Yeah, I'll put it up on the wall, and then when I'm teaching, you know, young kids how to be adventurers, I can point to the map. (laughs) I can make up some sort of great story On about how I size. fought. Uh, what do Medusas travel in? Packs? A pack of Medusas? I don't know. This one was by herself. Is it Medusa or Medusa? I don't know. No, well, it doesn't really matter. Huh. So, how are you planning on fixing this? <sighs> Scraping together what money we have. Possibly asking for help. I don't really know exactly what we're doing yet, but uh, it's not going to be cheap, no matter what it is. Hmm. I mean, I saw a posting from the guard that they're interested in someone traveling outside of the city and investigating uh, attacks on the northern road. We don't really have time for that, unfortunately. Yes. We only have two more days in the library, and I have a feeling the Hatya is not going to extend it because of extenuating circumstances. Hmm. Plus, if we don't get them unpetrified within the two days, then they're stuck down there forever. True. And as a rule of thumb, you don't want to adventure when half your party's petrified. No. I'm going to go speak with Her Excellency tomorrow. Maybe I can broker another favor. On yours takes a long swig of beer. So, out of curiosity, on a scale of Goblin to Tarisk, how difficult is a Sphinx? What? Why would you want to fight a Sphinx? That's what they're saying, that it looked like some sort of Sphinx was attacking people on the northern oh, road, so I could are... probably go collect the reward for that. Uh, not by yourself. This is... Sphinxes are very dangerous, and I don't know if they were actually sure it was a Sphinx anyway, so... Hmm. Most Sphinxes mind their own business. Okay, well, I'll keep that in mind. 
No adventuring well, by no, yourself. Well, no, obviously not. But I passed a few seedy taverns. I'm sure they're full of adventurers that I could pick up a couple new people. That's how I got my last crew. Yes, and that turned out marvelous. They I mean, did it was all... nice. Well, I mean, <laughs> on your nice. snorts. But the rest of them did kind of leave you high and dry when you were sick. That's true. Maybe don't go to the seedier taverns. Maybe try to find some more reliable adventurers. Are there such a thing? You guys don't have adventuring guilds here, do you? Um, I've honestly never looked. Not exactly. I mean, there are a few exploration groups, but not exactly guilds for it. Hmm. This would be so much easier if there was a lodge here. Uh, what? Also, if I was a Pathfinder in good standing. Yeah. Lodge. Anyway, Pathfinder building. Well, could you not get back in their good graces somehow? I mean, potentially. Do you want to? Yeah, that's another question. I think it depends on what I learn here. I don't know what my father came out here to do, so if he was sent out here with proper information and then died because of a horrible happenstance or something, that's that's fine. If it turns out that the there are occasions where the society has been known in the past to abandon certain members. Uh, they've gotten much better about it, but... Sounds like a wonderful organization to be a part of. Well, I mean... The whole issues and lack of communication with the Ten and the rise of the Shadow Lodge. And it's a, it's a lot of things. Uh, I can't really get into all of that right now. And some of that's, you know, Pathfinder super secret stuff. <laughs> yeah, I guess let me know if there's anything I can do to help. Uh, in the meantime, do one of you want Sudi or Hollis's beer? I think I'll stick with just the one for tonight. More for me. Citra takes a very long swig of her beer. <laughs> <laughs> the two of you and Falta and the birds. I guess each one of the birds gets a chair now. This table set for five. <laughs> Falto and the bird sounds like a good band name. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, yeah. You finish your meal, you retire, making your way upstairs. I suppose prepare something approaching to a watch. Yeah, I was going to say, there's only three of us, so it's going to be yeah. long watches. I mean, Onyurus only sleeps for like two hours, so. Yay, yeah. could Yeah, Onyurus could sleep for his two hours and uh, Citra and Falto do the watch and then on yours could be awake while they sleep for eight hours congratulations on your ring of sustenance you now get quadruple watch duty <laughs> yay it's what on yours has always wanted <laughs> solitude <laughs> but citra you settle in balto paces around some he's uh he's keeping watch more in the you know he's keeping his ears out he's listening for things he's reviewing some of his notes he's scribbling down if asked any questions it's just He's taken notes about the interviews that he's had with the people he's talked to so far, references to local areas, a number of contacts that he's made, crunching numbers right now, and the general cost of putting together an expedition to go out into the desert to actually try to find these ruins. He doesn't really have an adventuring group. And in addition to that, he knows that especially if you're looking for ruins out in the desert, you'll probably need more than one person with a shovel to excavate the ruins enough to even explore. Probably. You know, you watch him. You watch back towards the door. It's been a busy couple of hours. You spent the whole day searching and researching. Two of your companions were turned to stone. You hadn't even really heard of Medusa before, but the fact that you ran into a woman with snake fur hair that turns people into stone is kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. While you're hanging out in a vault with a invisible stalker and some sort of daemon. You know, you, you fish around, you pull out your own... I think you keep a journal or an art book or something. Yeah, I have a journal and a sketchbook. You retrieve your journal. There's one thing that came up 
It's approaching midnight now, so yesterday, you suppose, but earlier while you're researching, there's one thing that jumped out at you while you're going through the the records. Two things, really, but you'd found the passage about the burial of Hakatep the First, his winged tomb, and the the fragment of the confession of a member of a group called the Sacrosanct Order of the Blue Feather. Their claim about his heart and fury mask being stolen. The considerable efforts by Hakatep's successor, Dejerdit II, to round up the members of the order for questioning, and in many cases, execution. You kind of look over these notes that you've written here, and you page back, you page back. We'll just say that those notes were written on, let's just say page 80 of your, uh, your journal, being that this is the 80th episode of the podcast. You page back, way back, way back to page 30. Of the 30th episode of the podcast. I think they got it. <laughs> but the paperwork you'd recovered from inside of the sanctum of the Erudite Eye, and the first mention you'd heard of your ancestor, this, this notice for an addition to the Scrolls of Inquiry, a request to transfer the records of the interrogation of the priest Nahamra, and there's where you couldn't remember, as it lists this as Nahamra, comma, throne of the sacrosanct order of the blue feather Oh, that these records are supposed to be transferred to the curator Kennedy of the dark depository of Tefu the records of Nahamra were transferred of his interrogation for sins against the cosmic order and expulsion by the pharaoh to Jared II interesting you have some time to kind of mule this over so time wise where does that put it in the history we've kind of been piecing together you know that the order was responsible for things against Hakatep. Yeah. So this must have been towards the end of Hakatep's reign, the beginning of Dejerdit the Second's. So it went straight from Hakatep to Dejerdit the Second. Yes. Okay. Because I know it was great. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. In Osirian, the throne is typically passed to uh, the oldest living child, which means that Hakatep must not have had one if it went to his nephew instead. Yeah. Probably had no kids. He's too worried about preparing for an invasion that would never happen, or maybe happened, we don't know. You do remember that in your in your fight against Neptikufri, possessed by the mask, you think probably shielding your book a little bit and casting a glance over towards the, the backpack sitting next to the bed containing the mask, he had called you traitor, said that you're of the blood of traitors, that being Hakatep. It gives you some things to mule over. Eventually... On your sleeps is required 120 minutes. Exactly. Exactly. It's got a really good internal clock. Yep. Either that or, you know, on her, just after, you know, exactly two hours, it's like, Excuse me, this is your morning wake up call. On picks the chicken up that's sleeping on his chest and sets it off to the side. Oh my God, chicken. Chicken's with me. I figured the chicken wants to be on whoever sleeping. I don't know. It's not a cat, it's a chicken. It could sleep wherever it wants. Onuris would let Sugar sleep on him. She is a silky chicken. <laughs> she seems to be very dejected. Why? It's her master's turned to stone. She's very sad. Oh, yeah. I thought you meant because like he knocked her off or got no, her off no. or something. I was like, it's no. fine. She's. He would have like set her down gently. I yeah, guess he's not awkwardly mean to chicken. Petted her. It's the chicken. He's still not sure about this. I suppose Falto makes his way over, strips off his armor and weapons, hangs those up on a, uh, a rack on the wall, and 
settles in. Is he just taking the rest of the watch, or are we staggering this? Like You have to have eight hours. Oh, right. Yeah, he's just taking the rest of the watch. Okay. I guess I'll get some rest. Keep your eyes and ears open. I think maybe we should talk. I thought you'd been avoiding that. I thought you were still mad at me. I'm not particularly thrilled with you, no. But if you'd rather rest... It's probably best we clear the air. I think that would be a good idea. I don't like this between us. I like it better the way it was before. I'd wanted to tell everyone, but Hollis and Sudi are unfortunately absent. A few nights ago, the mask gave me another vision. And after some of the information we've discovered today, it makes more sense. What do you mean it gave you another vision? Like when I initially put it on and I saw the I talking to his sons about which one of them would ascend to becoming a pharaoh. It was another vision like that. Like I was observing, I suppose, one of Hakatep's memories. You put it on again? Of course. Uh, what do you mean, of course? I'm not going to sacrifice my ka to it. It's posing no danger unless I do that. But you don't know that. We, we don't know the inner workings of this mask, and that's what scares me. It, when I first put it on, I got some insight into at least some of its abilities. And if I don't sacrifice my soul to it, which I have no intention of doing, I should be fine. Should be, but that's the part that worries me. Look, okay, I'm not saying that you're not getting good information from this. Are you sure we can trust the information? I think tempered with the knowledge we find outside of the mask, yes. All right, then I don't like the mask. That's, I don't think I have made that unclear at all. I don't trust it. I trust you, but I don't trust the mask. It's very powerful and I don't like it. But if it can help us lead to Octap, can... I think if it tries to speak to you again, we all need to be observing or at least one other person. At the time, I didn't want another debate on whether or not I could use it. I was afraid the time would pass. Regardless, it was... I believe the older boy is Hakatep, especially after the information we found today. He was talking to a priest of Nethus about how his younger brother was too weak to be pharaoh because Osirian had enemies at every side and they would need a strong leader for the coming wars and etc, etc. Which lines up with what we learned today about... Oh my god, what was the name of those people? Shori. Shori. About Hakatep's theory about the Shori Empire attacking. And it also aligns with my memories of my own childhood the first time around anyway. My uncle was great uncle, was pharaoh when I was young and times in Osirian were not good. We were all told that we were going to be invaded by our enemies. Everyone was required to serve in the military when they came of age, including myself. But I don't remember an invasion ever actually happening. You think maybe it was just his paranoia? Yes. Or maybe there was some battles with the Shori Empire that have just been lost to history. But once my father ascended to the throne and these policies were changed, things in Osirian became much better. He founded Tefu and Wati, and so with the vision, talking with this boy, talking about impending enemies, 
it must be Hakatep. It must be showing me parts of Hakatep's life. To what end, do you think? Maybe to try to convince me to become sympathetic to him so I will sacrifice my soul so he can have another body like he did with an Ebtu, which I'm not going to do. But at the end of the vision, his younger brother, who'd been hiding in the reeds, emerged. And Hakatep ended his conversation with the priest. Before they left, however, the younger brother called the priest Nahamra. Hmm. That kind of goes with what I found, found at the library, too. Uh, I don't know exactly what it means, but um, Nahamra was the, the throne of the Sacrosanct Order of the Blue Feather. And so your ancestor. I think. I don't know exactly what it means to be a throne of it. And I don't know if this order from way back when, if it was good or bad, because it was a Nethian order, so... My father was a priest of Nethus, but much as you've seen, they like their secrets. But with do they like their secrets because of what happened with the mask, or were they always that way? I get the impression that they were always that way. I was a priest of Horus in my first life. I was never really involved with my father's church. Hmm. It seems that perhaps this order is the ones responsible for taking the mask in the heart and creating this monstrosity, but... I find it hard to believe that my father was aware of this until after the fact, especially with the documentation we found of him rounding them up and executing them. I mean, there's no way to know the reason behind that. From what you have told me and from what history says, that Jared II was a good pharaoh. It could be that he was only involved in the cover-up. I will concede that. I just can't imagine him doing something like this purposefully. I don't... just... The creation of this mask in general doesn't feel purposeful at all. For some reason, these members of this order decided to steal the mask in the heart right before the final burial. I can't imagine a group of secret Nethians did that without some sort of goal. It may not have been to create the mask the way that it was, but... but it was to, I think, use Hakatep for something. When I was here at the library the first time around five years ago, and I first found a scroll with Hakatep's name on it. I remembered then that he was my great uncle, and I remember a feeling of dread. It wasn't... It made me uneasy. It was just a list of a line of pharaohs. Hakatep's name, I guess, had managed to survive on this relic, and it was one of the ones that was stolen from my desk. When I came back the next morning, it was gone, and any inquiries about it were immediately... Ignored. ignored and oh there was never a document with any sort of thing like that on it you know what i think i think this order is still around and i think they run tefu it wouldn't surprise me there's something going on here that the nethians don't want anyone to know about which is why when mom and offer told deca we were going to enter the sanctum she was she was afraid remember i told yes. you that I don't know if what's going on here has anything to do with the mask. It just might be happenstance that that's what we're researching and we've stepped in something else entirely. But there's it's something possible. going on. Oh, I don't deny that at all. Look, I, I never meant to insult your father. I never did. I know that you have this, this vision of him because that's how you remember him. And honestly, 
because of everything we've learned, I think it was probably just him trying to cover up something awful that happened. I think he was still a good pharaoh. I like to believe that our pharaohs are good. So I am sorry that if you felt that way. But I just want you to be careful because, again, we do not know enough about this mask. Your father in the past does not concern me. But I just want to make sure that because we don't know enough about this mask, that it's not slowly taking your car without you realizing it. So I just want you to be careful. That is all I've ever wanted for you. Of course I'm being careful. It's an artifact. I, well, I know you're a curator and you have your skills. But I mean... I just... My modern family has disowned me. There's no place for me back in Wati. You have us. And while that is a comfort, it's... Looking back, the people I'm closest to have been dead for millennia. I still think of that life as more real than some of my early memories from this life. And if my father was behind all of this intentionally... It's hard to swallow. What do I have left? You have you. That's I'm, not much at this point. Well, think of all the good you've done for the world already. Could you imagine if you hadn't shown up in Wati when you did and joined all of us to save it? I... <laughs> this is going to sound exceedingly arrogant, but I don't know another way to phrase it. With everything that's happened with the mask and what we've learned, this has to be the reason for Asma or Horus or who knows what other gods returned me to life. Could also just be a good coincidence. <sighs> I don't know if there is such a thing. And so I have to see this through. What worries me is what's left for me when it's done. You still have the rest of your life to live. For all you know, you could... I know you're still in love with your former wife, but perhaps you could try a new life here. I've broken one too many promises to her already. I can't do that. But you already finished your life there. Did you not already have a life with her? We promised on her deathbed that we would be together forever. Well, you can still live a life without another person then. You could, there's still many good things you could do in the world or not even worried about the rest of the world. Do what you want to do. <laughs> right now, I just want to figure out what's going on with this mask and what's going on here in Tefu. And hopefully not have to completely demean myself in front of Her Excellency to get her help. I think it's more of just a game she is playing. I don't know if she's actually going to force you into anything, but you have every right to say no. She's not forcing me into anything. I just don't want to be executed. Yeah, that, that would probably not be very good. Well, just when it comes to the mask, keep us in the know, because if it can lead us to ending this whole thing, I think it is worth it, but it is still an artifact that we don't know everything about. So just... We do have... Hesitate. A larger concern. What concern? Hakatep was buried in a flying pyramid. You can fly. <laughs> the rest of us can, so that doesn't really help. But. I don't know if there's not... We've been hoping that we could find Chesasek's tomb and it would have records of the monuments he built. A flying pyramid is not rooted in a place. Well, but would the magic still have it flying or would it have crashed by now? I... That's another question. And then where would it have crashed? Exactly. Ugh. So maybe we might need Falto to get us an exploration into the Zedert going. I just don't know how we're going to track down a maybe still flying or formerly fi flying pyramid that could have crashed anywhere in the entirety of ancient Osirian. 
I feel like if it was still flying, there has to be record of it somewhere. So it, it has to have crashed. And if it's crashed, there's more likely to be record of somebody coming across some sort of ruin. So maybe we can find something? Perhaps. We still have two days. I know that we have this whole stoned situation, but... I mean, between you and Hollis, and if we can get Kabak still in there for another day, send me and Sudi as the gophers, and we can get you guys everything you need, and maybe find a direction. If you would like, either of you may make a knowledge religion. Just saying. On yours gets a 25. Nothing for Citra. I don't have religion. <laughs> I know about Osiris, and that's it. I should probably put a rank in it at some point, just so I can be like, yeah, I know the base minimum. Yeah. Uh, two pertinent things. The first is the location of a pyramid is almost as important as the pyramid itself, particularly for the individual going into the next afterlife. While Hakatep may have not chosen a physical location as far as building his pyramid there, there may have been a specific place that he wished his pyramid to fly over. Oh, okay. Secondly, and you don't now know how exactly important this is, in the Osirian belief system, dying, passing away, is known as going into the West. It's the sunset of the life of the living horse. So, feasibly somewhere West. <laughs> During the time of Hakatep, everything yeah, to was... the West would have been... Pretty much anything on the northern side of Garoon was Osirian. So, you don't know how far West West is. Hmm. So everything seems to be pointing us toward the parched dunes. I think we found Falto's adventuring party. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out it's us. Turns dun, dun, dun. out it's us. <laughs> We're going to go in there and be like, hey, you go over there and explore your dad thing. We're going to go check out this flying pyramid over here. That's the call for adventure was coming from inside <laughs> the house. <laughs> While well, we're discussing things, you need to tell Falto what you may know before it's too late. I don't know if it's true, though. I don't want to get his hopes up, and he has this ideal of his father in his head, and I'm afraid if I break his heart, it's going to ruin him. I think you could sympathize with that a little bit. Yes, but what happens if we go out into the desert and find out that, yes, Falto's father was behind the expedition that killed Sudi's entire family? I mean, Sudi knows... So it wouldn't, I don't, I'd not, not bother him, but I don't know what it would do to Falto. I mean, I don't know. I, I told him that I had the information. I wanted to verify it first, but I don't know if I can verify it without actually going out there and proving it. And by then it would be too late to give him a heads up. You may just tell him, look, we found this out about Sudi. It kind of aligns what's going on with your father it may or may not be connected it might give him a few more leads to chase down that's true you just seem to be growing close to him for whatever reason i find him funny i'm amazed he's lived this long as an adventurer <laughs> well adventuring wise he's actually quite skillful common sense wise i'm pretty sure he has a, a negative modifier <laughs> in his defense <laughs> None of you had a mirror. <laughs> Actually, I think Onyris might have a mirror. Yeah, Onyris has a mirror. Sorry, I just thought that was too perfect to worry about. <laughs> I know there's not like a common sense skill, but if there was... It's wisdom. So, but basically what we're saying is Falto has a 10 in wisdom. She's probably got an 8, let's be honest. 
What does he have? Does he have an eight? He, need, he needed that charisma. <laughs> <laughs> he needs his panache. He needs his panache. <laughs> I just don't want him to find out that you had an inkling about this. If the worst comes to light. <sighs> You're right. I say let's finish the dealing with the stoned people first and then I'll sit down with him and talk to him because by then we might be going out into the desert <laughs> uh, so fun it's not that bad I prefer cities I, I know how to navigate cities not really good with just straight desert I like that says the priest who was taken care of by a druid sphinx the entire time he was out there Shh. <laughs> it's not that bad you get real sick of good berries but it's not that bad <laughs> probably see Teddy Ursa again and be like, what up? Teddy Sura. Teddy ah! Ursa is a Pokemon. <laughs> I was even trying to get it right that time. <laughs> I blame uh. Pathfinder. <laughs> Dang it, I really did try to get that right it's so that funny. It's so funny. <laughs> you should get some rest. <sighs> yeah. Tomorrow's going to be an interesting day. And let's hope Kabek hasn't gotten himself turned to stone or worse. Yeah. I hope he didn't actually take her home with him. I hope not. I understand how he could be put back by the idea of killing the creature, but... He does bring up a good point. I don't want to stab anybody while they're mentally controlled. It's a fair point. I just... It's still a dangerous creature. Exactly. I understand. Maybe she'll... He'll give her a breadcrumb and she'll just wander off, which is still dangerous. Ugh. It's not a very good situation at all. No, it's really not. It's not ideal. <sighs> well, if she sneaks her way back into the library, I'll make sure I have my cookeries ready. I should have had him ask her how she got in. Well, maybe he did ask her. We'll talk to him tomorrow. Because it would be if we are able to get into the dark depository, we could see what was in the interrogation with my ancestor. It might give us some more information on what exactly happened with the creation of the mask. And all we know is that the dark depository is another part of the library that's supposedly under the city, but nobody knows how to access it, right? That's what the rumor mill told us. It's another portion of the library whose access is controlled strictly by the Church of Nethys. What does that tea that I have do? The divinatory tea? Yeah, does it increase any divination spell? No, it... It upgrades augury, right? Yeah, it upgrades augury into divination. Okay, but it doesn't do anything else with divination? No, it just lets you use a second level spell to cast a fourth level spell. Ah. I mean, so it would save a fourth level spell then, though. Yeah. So. Alright, so before... Because you're about to sped down, because you need to rest, right? Probably, yeah. Um, I have my super cool totem guide archetype that lets me convert spells. So I'm going to convert one of my second level spells into augury. Drink some fun. Well, actually, I'm not going to use the tea because I can just memorize another fourth level spell in the morning. So I'm just going to yeah, use I mean, this for divination because divination is the fourth level on the list. Okay. So I'm going to cast divination. Okay. And uh, ask. It's just it, the spell's description is kind of vague. Can I ask it? If we'll gain access to the dark depository, it's one of those things about divination spells. Can we ask for access to the dark depository, or is that one of those things where this doesn't really exist, but everyone really knows it exists? The dark depository is another portion of the inner sanctum. 
mm-hmm. which means okay. that it is, again, it is limited only to access by the Church of Nethys. Okay, so even if we had, like... You would need to get Mom and Afra to give you access Ugh. to that. I don't know if we could get double yeah. access from her. Not unless you were willing to give up a lot more than uh, you're willing to, and I don't think that's right. <laughs> Either that or... Citra, you'd have to convince Onuris and Sudi to break the law and break into this place. Yeah, I don't see that happening. <laughs> I mean, Citra would be down for it, and I think Hollis would be, but I'm not forcing the two lawful characters to go against their beliefs for that. That would be kind of crappy of Citra, and she's too good for that. Like, good as in, like, alignment-wise, not like... <laughs> so, for divination, you have to state a specific goal, activity... So, could I ask it, will we gain that? access to the records of the order, the Sacristan Order of the Blue Feathers interrogations that are in the Dark Depository? Okay, I'll, I'll give it to you this. Uh-huh. If you ask that question, the answer would be... Most likely, yes, uh-huh. if you continue to search. Yeah. Like, you would gain no information so for that because you're just asking. Yeah. How, I mean, that's what the I'm... Better, the better question would be to ask something along the lines Where's of, the door? <laughs> yeah. Where Where is the dark depository? Or, like, where would we find the dark depository? Or how would we gain access to it? Oh, there yeah. we go. Like, how so, do we gain access? Yeah, Nearest will burn a fourth level spell because, I mean, I'm going to pray in the morning anyway. Yeah. Um, I have to stay. I have to be next to Unhurt when I do this. You're like, get away from sugar and come over here and help me. <laughs> and um, stop flirting. So it seems like your ancestor was probably the leader of this order, or had something think, to do with this order. The wording was weird because it was like he's the throne, which, which makes, makes me think yeah. he's like the leader, or at least he's like the representative. And so somehow. some of the members of this order stole the mask and the heart right before they sent the tomb up. And then it created these artifacts, and then Dejeredit either knew about it beforehand or found about it afterwards and said, what the F? Yeah. And started rounding everybody up. To cover up what had happened. To either hide what had happened or learn what had happened. Hid the mask, because he got a hold of the mask somehow, and then exiled your ancestor and put the curse on him for crimes against the cosmic well, order. Did we know if Dejerida the second put the curse on him or was Hakatep put the curse on him? You don't know either of those. You know that Dejerida the second exiled him. Exiled okay, him. Okay, but we don't know anything about who cursed, cursed him. him. So okay. he Actually, was, let me rephrase that. He was expelled, old. not exiled. He was expelled. It sounds like he was expelled from probably the Church. church like he was like oh, is that like does that mean like excommunicated all, all you know from this was that he was interrogated for sins against the cosmic order which was followed by his expulsion okay so i will mention actually go ahead and uh, i won't give this away for free go ahead and make me a wisdom check both of us or just yeah both of you eight i get a 24 <laughs> there might be a small flaw with how you're thinking about this the spirit of Hakatep, the uh-huh. Ka possessing the and possessed the form of uh-huh. Neptikufri, referred to Citra as a traitor and the blood of traitors. Yeah, which implies that her ancestor, this priest... Would have had to have betrayed Hakatep while he was alive. Yeah. Because so, otherwise he would have no knowledge of something that transpired after, after his death. Dead. So something happened with Hakatep. My ancestor betrayed him. And, and then I guess because of whatever happened, even if Jadir had agreed with it, if it was a crime against the throne, it would have been his responsibility as to, Pharaoh to, to punish. punish him. So, yeah, we still don't know what your ancestor did. 
We know that he was part of the order that stole the crap, though. So that might be why he was expelled instead of executed. executed. Is I have to do something, but I don't have to necessarily kill you. Yeah, there has to be some form of punishment because of what you did, even though what you did was possibly okay. Yeah. Okay. We don't know. Okay, we yeah. but we yeah. have a theory. <laughs> yeah. He used an executive action to... <laughs> <laughs> So we really need to see what was in this interrogation. Yeah. Because I think that would clear up at least a little bit. True. Okay. Yeah, so I am going to ask, use the divination and ask where we can... I keep wanting to call them the dark... Is it dark archives? Dark deposit. I keep dark wanting deposit. to say the dark archives. <laughs> because you Everything here is an archive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's because you spent so much time reading archives of death. <laughs> You're a Kester level... On yours is Castor level 7th. Okay, so there's a 77% chance of a successful answer. And I don't know, right? I don't know. You automatically know if the spell fails. Okay. On yours, you settle in. I figure they just did that. On yours and Stitcher did a quick rehash that we just did out of character, but you know. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe we wrote it down in our journals. (laughs) We're comparing notes. Yeah, Citra, go ahead and make me a sense motive check while you're. While On yours is uh, (laughs) casting this 10 minute long casting spell. (laughs) 18. 18? You know, Citra, you, you sit down nearby. Onuris unrolls his permit, you know, settles down on it, closes his eyes, focuses. You kind of glance around the room. Falto snores off towards one side. And then there's the uh, the soft rhythmic cooing of the chicken uh, off to the side. Coo, coo. Sorry. <laughs> that seems too intentional. And you notice that her head is turned just enough. So you think her, her tiny little beady eyes have been watching you and listening to your conversation the entirety of this time. Oh, she's paying attention. Uh-huh. The chicken continues to gather information <laughs> all of the time. It's one of her programs. Yeah. Her little chicken spy. Yeah. She's got her stories going. Hollis is going to wake up. The first thing she's going to get is a barrage of gossip. <laughs> yeah. But you settle in. You uh, cast the spell. I'll let you go ahead and uh, mark off the 25 gold pieces. I'll assume that you have the incense necessary to cast this spell. Okay. <laughs> so you pull out a small incense bowl. You burn some incense. The room fills with the thick smell of frankincense. Falto sneezes. <laughs> On yours, you feel slight lightness. Your adulations and prayers complete. And you feel that pregnant energy suffusing you as if something, something beyond the pell beyond this world waits and listens where is the entrance to the dark how do we ah that's right how do we what are we asking how 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 do we gain access access to the dark depository how do we gain access to the dark depository it's gonna say mom and offer you just watch (laughs) you ask your question to the open air your voice sounds strange and distorted to you Although to Citra, he just asked this question to this haze of incense smoke in front of him. Can I open the window yet? Shh. <laughs> <He nailed all, laughs> Falto nailed all those shut. I know. I was just <laughs> you asked the question to the void on yours, and the void answers. Uh-oh. So, I mean, it's a good thing in this case, I yeah, guess. Yeah, I was to say. Normally, you don't want the void talking back, though. At the pleasure of the fanbearer. Beneath the gaze of the opener of ways. So Anubis? You must face the three choices. Fear, 
sorrow, and disgust. The Stitcher hear the answer, or just me? Just you. On your size. Oh, that sounds like good news. <sighs> I was told, at the pleasure of the fanbearer, beneath the gaze of the opener of ways, you must face the three choices. Fear, sorrow, and disgust. So the first part is definitely referring to Mamanafra. The second part sounds like Anubis. Anubis is the opener of ways, isn't he? Yes. Have we seen an Anubis statue or an Anubis temple or anything in this city? No, but you haven't been actively looking yeah. for one. But then the three choices, I don't know what that means. You you do already know that the rumors say that the uh, the dark depository is somewhere beneath Watch's Walk. Mm-hmm. So at the very least, you know a district yeah. to search through. Three choices. I mean, is that like a... Like we have to answer some riddles or... I don't know. It's, they seem fear, sorrow, and disgust. I mean... Sounds like a 90s game show thing. Yeah. A factor. Yeah. You must choose between fear, sorrow, and disgust. Do you have to eat the cockroach, put your head in a bowl of spiders, or run your fingers through some worms? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, there's an obvious choice there. It's the last one. <laughs> I don't know. Some people will just eat the cockroach. Let's <laughs> say those biting worms. Anyway. They probably are. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, I don't know what any of that mean. Well, I know what the first two mean. But I don't understand the last part. I don't know if it's a literal choice or if it's something more spiritual we'd be presented with, magical, considering yeah. the nature of the church. It, maybe Hollis would know. Either of you may make me a knowledge engineering. Yeah. No, that's Sudi's yeah. thing. Sugar's People? here. She can talk to on her it. Yeah, does Sugar have it? Let me find out. <laughs> Good call. <laughs> I know that sugar has nobility. Mm. Doesn't have a great modifier, but let's see. <laughs> sugar suddenly perks up and is like, back, back, over to Unhurt. And then Unhurt's like, so Sugar says. <laughs> Ooh, that's not bad, though. The chicken. <laughs> Haven't rolled a high enough sense motive check to know the game's up about her sleeping anyway. <laughs> <laughs> kind of perks up at this point. Glances out to all of you. And her kind of glances down. Kaka, kaka, bark, bark, kaka. On her, it. This goes on for a couple seconds. You know, Falto throws a pillow from across the room at the birds. <laughs> Rude. Let's try to sleep. I think Sugar might know something. On her, it. She believes the, the choices that you must face may be a trap or test. You asked to get into the dark depository. There's probably a challenge you must face before entering it. This sounds familiar to the two of you, especially because you dealt with something very similar when you made your way into the... A rude-eyed eye. And the sanctum of the servant. Yep. Where you had to go past the, the tile puzzle, as well as the zombie room. <laughs> yep. So, more traps, more puzzles, more... <sighs> Challenges. None of this could be easy. Hopefully Septi is creating enough of a distraction for us. Hopefully. <sighs> Thank you, Sugar. Bark. I'm assuming that means thanks. I, I hope so. Or you're welcome. Probably you're welcome. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, I'm going to try and get some sleep. Mm, I guess... Meditate? 
<laughs> Sits your beds down and tries to rest up for whatever shenanigans come about tomorrow. Yay! <laughs> Citra, you bed down. You rest up. On yours, you kind of pace around, spend the night glancing out the windows and still with almost more questions than answers as far as things go. So. Yay! You wake up the next morning, both of you, on yours having fallen asleep. No. No. Make your way downstairs, get your breakfast. You know, Falto joins you for that. I think you're going to send a missive to Kabek. Yeah, um, yeah. I've got to go meet Mom and Offer real quick and see if she might front me some money or something so we can get this fixed. Is Citra going to accompany you to aid another with those <laughs> diplomacy checks? Yeah. Or? Yeah, and then um, I guess we'll send a missive to Kabek, tell him we're going to just saying, hey, we're going to try to fix this statue situation if you just want to meet us at the library later. Say noon or? Yeah. Okay. And if we've already managed to get in, somebody can go meet him. Yeah. We'll make it work. Fair enough. The two of you, uh, I guess, dress in your best since you're going to go and treat with Mom and Offer again. Yeah. Put on my courtier's outfit. Wearing the same outfit as last time. Yeah. I don't have enough money, especially if I'm going to have to front one of these scrolls to buy another outfit. We probably just like rearrange it, make it look like it's a different outfit, you know? So the two of you dress, get ready. Falto dons his armor and weapons and everything else. Well, uh, I've got my own leads to go and follow up on. All right, we'll see you later on today. Right. Oh, there's a word. I'm not sure what it is. I heard someone say it yesterday. Uh, it's a it's a type of, it's a temple, a church, like uh, another word for it. Is this something I should know? Uh, either of you can make a linguistics check to kind of tick through a couple options. Got an eight. My nurse <laughs> gets an 18. Oh, there you go. You kind of start rambling through Sanctum, Holy Site... Mastaba. <laughs> Eventually, he stops you when you get to one. That there this translates to Fane. Black Fane. Okay. Anyway, that's all I needed. What? Why? Wait, yes, what for? Someone mentioned something about a Black Fane to me yesterday. Why does that sound familiar? I don't know, but it really does. Yeah. I feel like Sudi said something about a Black Fane. Yes. Oh, isn't his family or something? Wasn't, like, the place they were at, like, the Black Fane or something? Yes, although Sudi never shared that information with any of the rest of the party. Oh. Thanks, As I glare at the spot where Jordan sits, like, that can help anything. <laughs> Screw you, ghost of Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> He's not dead. <laughs> what? Well, yeah, we don't know, yeah, so, so I guess... Okay, awesome. Heather yeah, so. and Rachel are like, ah, oh, and Onuris and Sister are like, whatever. Okay, have a good one. <laughs> yep, I'm going to go uh, find out some more stuff about this Black Fane place. That sounds pretty pleasant. Um, just be careful, okay? Right, no worries. I'm just, uh, I'm heading to the really heavily populated portion of town that's really old with a bunch of back-turning blind alleyways. Please be careful. Of course. Okay. He doffs his hat, bows deeply. Until I return, my lady. Onuris tries not to roll his eyes. <laughs> he does not succeed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he gives a little smile and pat that sugar who's poking her head out of the satchel you're still carrying around. Yep. Well, yeah. I can't leave her in the hotel room. That would just be rude. She would miss out on so much gossip. Yep. Gives a little fist bump to on her. He picks up like one birdie leg and then... <laughs> you two make your way out into the city. Uh navigate your way back through the city streets until you can eventually arrive at the Palace of Gentle Reeds. The the guards lead you through the lush estate, still filled with its variety of exotic animals, massive tents, servants coming and going to and fro, 
This time they lead you, however, into the structure itself. This place, this building, was built in the ancient Osirian style and probably dates back millennia. From here you can see the old city. At the very least you can see its walls and the, the minarets and domes that cap over the top of that from the library, from the temples within. At one point the pharaoh's palace probably stood separate from the city, at least to a small degree, until the city finished consuming all the lands along the bank and then was forced to move closer and closer to the old city and then eventually pass that until it completely enwrapped the old city as well as the pharaoh's palace. You're led through a set of doors that seem sized for a giant, arching up some almost 20 feet overhead and into wide hallways. Almost the entirety of this palace is one floor, although the ceiling in here is supported by columns so thick that you could probably hide a dozen men behind them. Despite this, there are enough carpets laid out across the floor that there is almost no echo as you navigate your way through here. The walls have been masterfully restored with detailed hieroglyphs explaining and telling the stories of the foundation of Tefu, of the greatness of the pharaohs of old, each one seeming to add more and more to the stories, although mostly the stories center around the gods and goddesses Osiris, Isis, and Horus. Who did the restoration? It would have probably predated your family coming here. Just asking. No, it doesn't look to be your father's work. That's not the type of green he uses. <laughs> you are led through a vast entryway large enough to probably contain at least a hundred people. Led past this through a wide archway and a small set of steps that ascends up. From here you go through another three rooms. Each one just as opulent, just as gold glit, just as masterfully restored. Brazers burn in the corners, filling the room with both light as well as this fine smell of cypress. Draperies hang down from the ceiling, obscuring the wide open portions of the ceiling above. The skylights built into each one of these halls to provide even more illumination. Although the draperies there also protect any of the individuals from any blown sand or anything else that would come in. These hang low and then billow softly with the occasional breeze that comes through here and seems to carry with it the distant smell of the city. Eventually, however, you're led into the throne room. This room has wide, has wide steps leading up to an impressive dais that's on the wall opposite of where you've come in. Two statues flank the dais on the left and right of a male and female pharaoh of old. Directly behind these is a massive statue depiction of Osiris who stands with his arms folded, the crook in one hand, the onk in the other, staring down. The statue itself is apparently of some sort of bronze, brass, and has greened with age seemingly intentionally, as Osiris is commonly depicted as having green skin, mm -hmm. much like the life-giving river sphinx. Below this, directly below the statue, is a beautifully appointed wooden throne, unoccupied. Next to this, is an extraordinarily comfortable looking lounge. <laughs> which is? Which is occupied yeah. by the scantily clad form of Mamanafra. She lounges, and of course her position at the right hand of the throne, surrounded by her various guards. They watch you somewhat curiously, each of them bedecked in fine armor. There are two guards here, however, that wear armor that you had not seen the time that you were here before. They stand, unlike the other guards who stand with their weapons sheathed at their hips, both of these men stand with their kopesh drawn, the point of it placed on the ground before 
and watch down the stairs as the two of you enter. There are at least 30 other. Most of them look to be merchants, although there are a small number of what look to be common people. These seem to be obviously made uncomfortable by the sheer wealth on display around them, uh, as well as the presence of all of these guards. Either of you may make a knowledge nobility if you wish. I'll also allow local. On yours only gets a 14 on the nobility. Mm, and we got a 15 local. With a 14 on yours, you have no idea. Mm. With the 15 Citra, you believe that both of these men are members of the Risen Guard. Mm. Individuals who must have already died and returned back from the grave, died in service to Osirian, and returned back to continue to serve in utter loyalty to the Pharaoh. Ooh. Both of them have full helmets that obscure their faces entirely, and you can just see dark eyes staring out from within. Mamanafra waves a hand, dismissing her servant, who is in the process of feeding her dates. Glances down towards the two of you. I mean, we're not trying to cut line. I yeah. guess we're just kind of milling well, about like everybody else. As, as I was about to say, a, uh, a plump merchant is already in the process of explaining where his differences lie with his partner. And how he doesn't believe a 50-50 split of their company now that they're splitting it is actually fair and he believes he should have a fi- higher share, so on and so forth. Mamanafra just kind of annoyedly waves a hand. <laughs> Let's handle this simply. You may take a 50-50 share or she glances between this plump man and the younger man who appears to be his partner, who you're going to guess has already made his statement. We can provide you both with kopeshes. And you can resolve this like men. Dang. (laughs) The younger man seems to contemplate this, whereas the older plump man simply bows. Of course, your excellency, that, um, you know, this this was unreasonable to begin with. Even the gods themselves saw fit to split the land between the horse and the blessed lands of the Sphinx and set in the lands of the desert. I think we can do much the same without resorting to... She annoyedly waves a hand. Very well, cowards, be on your way. (laughs) Onuris. Onuris would make his way forward. Good morning, Your Excellency. Take a knee. I suppose it is now. I love her so much. (laughs) (laughs) It appears that your honor escort is a little short today. We unfortunately encountered some unforeseen tribulations in the library. Oh, paper cuts? Much worse. Mm. Now I'm intrigued. Some of the repercussions are... Unfortunately, beyond our means to rectify at the moment, and as we are new to the city of Tefu, we count you, Your Excellency, among our only friends. Good line. (laughs) You will find that I am a very beneficial friend to have. My dear friends, Sudi and Hollis, have found themselves petrified. And literally, I suppose. Quite, unfortunately. Hmm. I always wanted a cat statue. Oh, God. But go on. I, unfortunately, do not have the funds to procure the scrolls that could 
rectify the situation and allow us to continue our research in the sanctum, which with your generosity, we were able to garner access to. So you wish my assistance with your petrification problem? And Sitter and I have humbly stand before you, asking for any assistance that your excellency may be willing to offer. I see. Hmm. You did provide me with some fine refreshment before. Oh crap, I meant to do that again. But I'm afraid that that's all gone now. And now you come asking me for another favor. Uh, we totally forgot to bring something. Mm. We would have brought something Thank too. You. Crap. Go ahead and roll me a diplomacy check. Oh, I can't not aid you. <laughs> that will get negate the penalty for not bringing her a gift. Uh, so I get a 29. The two of you may approach the throne. Citra rises when Onuris does. Yeah, and we approach. She extends a hand to Onuris. Onuris would take it. She lets you help her up. Uh-huh. This is one of the few times you've seen her standing... How uh, tall is she? About five foot four. Oh. And Tiris has like a foot on her. She's shorter than me. You ask for another favor. This one, however, will not come so cheaply. And what would you ask of us, Your Excellency? These other two. They are part of the the champions of Wati. Sudi is, yes. Hollis Sudi. is a recent addition to our group. Hmm. Hmm. And I believe, <laughs> current state notwithstanding, that they are great warriors, champions. She traces a finger down your arm, like yourself. Yes, your excellency. Indeed. Hmm. I've just had a brilliant idea. How screwed are we? I don't know. I will make you an offer. I will contact the House of Truth and Wisdom. They are followers of the old gods and bear loyalty only to the pharaoh. That's the temple of Waja here in the city, isn't it? Uh, it's the temple of Toth and Maat. Oh, that's right. Oh, that don't like the temple no, of Nethys right now? Yeah. Uh-huh. You could also probably note just from her statement, there's an implication they are against the church of Nethys. Mm-hmm. Although she doesn't state it yeah. expressly. Yeah, of course not. And in exchange... The four of you will carry my banner in the chariot race. Ooh. <laughs> what kind of skills do you need to drive a chariot? <laughs> It'd be right. I have no ranks in ride. You have a high dexterity, though, don't you? Yeah, I got a plus five dexterity, but I don't have any ranks in ride either. <laughs> if we level up, I can put a bunch in it. <laughs> I will grant you this favor now for agreeing to represent me. And if you should do particularly well... What? She uncomfortably runs a hand down your side, leaning in close. <laughs> I may be able to grant you whatever else you wish if you should win. Onuris thinks about the divination spell last night. Agreed, Your Excellency. Wonderful. I'm going to be having... Oh, what time is it? Oh, I've already had breakfast, so I suppose this would be brunch. The two of you must join me. 
do we need to ask her about adding Kavak onto it, or is that too much to ask? Yeah, I'm not going to press that. I I think we'll just sneak him past the daemon again. I don't think we can do that without Hollis, though. Well, we'll get her unpetrified, and then she can sneak him back in. Okay. Of course, Your Excellency. That would be our pleasure. I will send a missive to the temple and have one of those lovebirds send some scrolls over for us. We are most appreciative of your kindness. Of course. I can only imagine that the the priests there will be more than eager to please me. I have a way with clergymen. (laughs) (laughs) She smiles at Onuris. Onuris just smiles back at her. (laughs) I mean, what else are you going to do? Citra just tries to maintain a stoic face and just let it go. (laughs) The two of you enjoy brunch. A servant makes their way off, returns about an hour or so later, as Mom and Afra is in the process of regaling all of you with another dramatic story of the political intrigue that runs rampant in Sothis. It's probably a very good telling with how many ranks she's gotten perform. (laughs) I was going to say, taking 10, I think she gets a 20. so. So yeah, she tells good stories. Yep. The servant rushes his way over. Provides to her a small box. She lays this on the table. I imagine that you'll want to go and retrieve your friends. We would not want to uh, waste any of the wonderful time you have given us in the library. Of course. You have the rest of today and tomorrow to do your research. Mm-hmm. And then I expect you back here. I plan an extraordinarily exciting race through the very city streets so that the populace may look from their windows and appreciate the generosity and strength of the pharaoh. It will be an honor to represent you. Of course. Thank you for your time and your generosity, Your Excellency. Of course. She smiles, sliding the box over. As you go to take it, she places her hand over yours and clenches her hand a little harder than you'd anticipate. On yours, do not embarrass me. I wouldn't dream of it, Your Excellency. And she smiles, leaning in, kissing your cheek. I have faith. Now then, perhaps be a little bit more careful with your servants. She <laughs> pats you on the cheek <laughs> before lounging back demanding entertainers as a number of dancers come in and the two of you can stand and excuse yourselves. Yes. Once we're far enough away, Sister looks and goes, do you know how to ride the chariot? I used to. In this life? No. I'll see if I can pray for some spells that may be able to help. If it helps, the two of you do know that these are traditional Assyrian chariots, which means that there will be a driver and a second person on the back. Okay. So So you got any spells to up dexterity, because I've got a plus five, which is probably the highest in the party. Cat's Grace is not a cleric spell. No, but I mean, I might have spells that give us like temporary ranks in something, or... We do have a wizard. (coughs) Yeah. So when we unpetrify our friends, maybe we'll have some other plans. (laughs) Yeah. But I suppose we'd make our way to the library. Yeah. The two of you set off making your way. You open up the uh, the box that you were given, find two rolled up scrolls on fine papyrus. Um, <laughs> retrieve those, I suppose, store them in your 
Do you have a scroll too? Uh, I appear not to have one written down, so I suppose not. Okay, so you just I'll store keep them in, in the there. box. Uh, I don't know if you guys head back to the inn first. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to get my gear because yesterday there was a flipping Medusa. Yeah, and there's still Damon. <laughs> yeah, plus I don't want to be going into the library in my courtier's outfit. Mm-hmm. That's fair. You retrieve your gear, you change back into something a little less comfortable and a little more adventury. You make your Does way. Does Falto know how to ride? He is a swashbuckler. We could ask. Well, to be fair, he's not one of the four of you, so. You could dress up as on yours. Oh, my God. (laughs) Don't think that would work. (laughs) Anyway. The two of you return back to the library. Make your way in. Speak with some of the the curators at the front. You're forced to then wait for the better part of almost an hour. For Kelru to show up? For Kelru to show up, because you gave him no indication Mm -hmm. of this. I imagine you also sent a missive to go inform Kabek. Mm -hmm. That would have been five copper pieces. Okay. To get a runner to go out there. That's fine. I can pay that. Kabek actually shows up before Kelru, wearing fine robes of blue and gold today. Hey, he's not stone. He inclines his head as he approaches the two of you, I imagine, sitting um, or standing in the shadow of one of the pillars that lines here, protecting you somewhat from the sun. Although as now it's approaching noon, that shadow is beginning to creep steadily closer and closer to the pillar. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, my friends. What happened with our guest? I have found a place for her. Found a place? I own a few small properties. I thought you were going to send her away from the city so she couldn't hurt anyone. She is beyond the city. I own a defunct date farm. It is a small place where she may be of no danger to anyone stumbling past. Well, that's good. I have made her comfortable and provided her a few educational texts. How long is that going to keep her interested? I would hope sometime. You could be in great danger when the spell fades. Potentially true. But I must try. If it becomes closer to the time, I will find a way to send her away. She may return to Tefu, perhaps to seek me out for revenge. But she seems to be a a wise woman when not governed by her obsessions. And as such, I imagine she would understand that if my magic could dominate her once, it, it could, could do, do so, so again. again. I just I hope this doesn't end with you as a new garden decoration. Your concern is touching. Speaking of the unfortunate side effects of our friendship, this curse can be undone. Yes, we have procured a few scrolls that will reverse Sudi and Hollis's unfortunate situation. Ah, very good. Did you happen to ask her how she got in? It seems that she got in the same way that we did. She lied to the priest and said she found another way in. How she bypassed the door, she said, magic. Interesting. Hopefully the daemon will let you pass today without any interference since it let you pass. If it does seem to try to stop you, we'll have you wait and Hollis can come fetch you when she's returned to the flesh. Do we want to risk it or have him wait here and just see the wrap? We'll see what it does. I'm sure it has its 
instructions. Ah. Unless you would prefer to wait above and have Hollis come and retrieve you. Perhaps I will wait on the other side of the door. I understand. I do not wish to try my luck again with my my simple charms against something as powerful as a daemon. Understandable. Well, then, once Kaoru gets here, we can head inside and hopefully have you done with us soon. We're not going to have as much time today. We'll have to hurry. The the two of you wait. Kaoru returns, gives both of you a nod, leads the three of you at that point into the building. He leads you back towards the door in the rear. Citra, I suppose, eager to get back down there, eager to get the party back together. On Eurus, you know magic. Citra does as well. Go ahead and both of you roll me a spellcraft. I don't have a rank in it. Okay. On Eurus rolls a 19 and gets a 30. As Kelru opens up the door, Citra probably eagerly beginning to make her way forward, activating her wayfinder. You feel a little hesitant. Not that you aren't eager to get back down there. Not that you're not eager to help your friends. But in the knowledge that this spell will return your friends from stone to flesh, but can be fatal, requiring a fortitude save or death. Do what? It's been a while since I've read over flesh to stone or stone to flesh. And we'll pick it up here next time. What? Ba da 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 da. You are such a jerk sometimes. Oh my god. Oh, they're not gonna be happy about that. I guess we'll see. Find the Path Ventures is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Mommy's Mask is copyright 2014. Mommy's Mask and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission.